and we are recording with Mr. Reese Tomlin. And uh, you made the documentary uh, An Infinite Dream about 9-11. And uh, I watched it. I'll put the link on here. It's on BitChute. It's fantastic. The music, on point, on point. It has the same sort of uh, anxiety-inducing, like, vibrance of uh, of uh, A Dark Night. A lot of the same just kind oh, of okay. I was like, this is all right, I'm on board with this right from the get-go. I was like, I'm on board with this. Um right on. But hey, real quick, introduce yourself for uh, everybody listening. Yeah, Reese Tomlin, like you said, I uh I run a website now called dreameskimo.com. So it's for simplicity's sake. Uh it never really was a big interest of mine, but I got tired of telling people here on BitChute, here on Odyssey. And then go into it and search, you know, the more steps along the way, the less people you'll let, do you'll it. Lose them. Yeah, you'll lose them all. So um, that's, uh, I'm a podcaster. Well, I have been historically a filmmaker, um, uh, an overt activist, public activism. And, um, you know, now I'm in uh, my retirement stage as far as that goes, as far as activism goes, semi-retirement. But, you know, there are no rules in life. You just kind of make it up as you go along. So we'll see what happens. I do, I have to say, get like a white pill, as they say, when I see guys like you. Um, Nick messaged me, was like, you know, I gave your your stuff a shout out on Tommy Kerrigan's show. I'm not in the loop as much anymore. So I was like, uh, you know, hearing about guys like you giving people a voice or making your own um, statements known out there. That's, you know, that's optimistic. That's good to oh, see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually talking to a friend about this last night. It is, it's not like a passive process to not be black billed. Like you, you have to work every day to, to be white pilled. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean stick your head in the sand and believe the theater of everything and kind of go along with the horse shit. But what it does mean is, is try to make your, it doesn't, it's also not some idyllic change your frame of reference to see everything as a blessing and everything is a, no, I mean, cause that's also, that's also kind of shallow. I mean, like literally try to make your immediate universe better. And I'm, I'm blessed in that I've worked my ass off to make this job my immediate universe. And because I can talk to people online, my immediate universe has kind of expanded. But really, truly, I mean, this Mac is 18 inches from me. So very much so, I still feel like it's my immediate universe. You have to you have to try to be white-pilled and you have to listen to everyone and you have to give a voice to everyone. And also, like, I don't know. I, th- I think there is something kind of above all else. I think there's something kind of funny about staying optimistic, not like, Oh, you sweet summer child, but it's more so like there is something kind of funny about like, like we're heading best case scenario to the great reset, worst case scenario, thermonuclear Armageddon, you know, the wealthy are aggregating more money. Transhumanism is probably a decade away before they truly break away into a new civilization and a new species and either collapse the world in on itself or turn it into a dystopian hellscape. There's something kind right. of funny about still like, you know, bringing like candidates yeah. to the homeless shelter. Like to me, there's something funny about looking at all of it and going, 
Yeah, it's pretty evil. Anyway, I'm going to try to make today good. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's one of the first things I said when I started to do like um, the status of the union podcast is like you have to have a sense of humor about things, at least as a signifier to yourself that you're not um, your judgment isn't clouded. You know, like if you look at 9-11, for example, the the targets of that were the viewers, actually all terrorism, the targets are the people watching, not the victims themselves. And so that's why I think it doesn't matter if some of the real ones, uh, excuse me, some of the new ones are actually real or fake. I'm referencing things like Sandy Hook because the job gets done regardless. Um, Whether people die or not, it's incidental. The people that are watching uh, are the targets because they want to move legislation and various policies forward. Um, They need you to have a certain frame of mind about an issue and it can be broad it can be small but if you're not able to joke about things then you know your judgment is clouded and um so you know sometimes it may seem sick to the outsider i remember i i can never give him credit but um it was somebody was doing a radio show host and he was awake to the world at the time and not bill cooper he had a good one too but somebody else and his co-hosts were joking about 9-11 as it was happening. And they they stopped and they were like, well, we don't actually think this is funny, but what's ensuing is, is actually comical how ludicrous this all is. Um, but uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of not related to what you were saying, but I'm on the same boat as of today. Like, keep it it is a bit delusional and it's how I started out as like save the world type yeah. of concept. And it's like, first of all, and my, my <laughs> morality all, fuck off. Has like, changed. No, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, it's completely naive. It's almost like a teenager willfully ignorant. And, yeah. Um, well, I would have to be willfully ignorant today to actually believe that. And, you know, even if people wake up to the issues or these public myths are debunked or, you know, we kick all the Jews out of our country, whatever your your trip may be, it's still the same fucking shit reality at the end of it. I mean, what are we going to exchange it for something amazing? I mean, I have ideas that I support, like the Venus Project, but um, I remember that. Yeah. Trust me, bring it down, you know, bring it like <laughs> out there, sometimes bring it down. <laughs> manage expectations take take it take it down yeah when you start working out and you're like i'm gonna work out eight hours a day i'm gonna fucking mix cross and it's like hey right. hey give me seven straight days of hitting the gym buddy and then we'll think about buying whey protein going to the olympics is a decade away baby i mean i've seen it with this podcast like this is episode yeah. 1015 baby oh, steps shit. along the way and it's yeah, when i hit new milestones i'm like you can buy the microphone now. You've shown that you're in. I have to be like my own parent. I'm like, you've gotcha. shown that you're interested in it. You have earned yourself a new camera. Like, go for it. And, but there is, yeah, so there are sort of these like stages. First, it's the naivety. I'm going to change the fucking world, which can almost bleed into like a like messianic delusion. Like, I am going to save the, and then it becomes about the ego. Yes. Um, and it's less about saving the world and more about, look at me. Um, Yes. Then it's blackpilling because you realize not just in the sense that this is too much for me to do. You realize this is too much, period. And then, as Tim Dillon says, uh, you know, when people say we got to take our country back, he goes uh, from who and to what back to what? Mm. Um, Yeah. 
and uh and i and i love him but you know he is a he is a a fountain of black bills and i i gotta keep it at bay as humor but then then there's another level though where you go i'm not fixing it all i'm not setting up i'm not setting up a cold fusion powered desalination plants and you know we're not gonna ride out the uh, occultist satanic pedophiles running the world and you go okay that's a given but then you go if i do nothing they've won if i become mm. so demoralized because you eventually hit a point where you go it's so fucked all i can do is enjoy my own life but if you you can have you can even surrender that and go well, i can't even enjoy my life because it's all so fucked and it's like well now you have ceded more territory than than they are capable of taking and that includes your own mind and even if it's just something tiny trying to just bring awareness to a, a problem Try to bring awareness to human trafficking or try to bring awareness to both sides of an issue. I'm trying to show the humanity and someone that you may disagree with politically. There is good you can. You're not going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in a week, but you certainly can go do five push-ups. And if you don't, if you say, I can't even do the five push-ups, well, now you're dead. You have seeded your life and your mm -hmm. your life force, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, and there's like back when I was first getting a, sort of woken up to these like major public myths, I always had doubt. I mean, on the black pill front, I guess I had an interesting benefit going in because I never embraced and and I actually actively rejected categorizations. But once I found out what nihilism was, I was like, oh, God, that's me. And there's mm. basically four tenets as far as I remember. I never really tried to fill the box, but I was like, that, that's me since I've been an early teenager. And so learning these things, uh, it wasn't a depressing thing as much as it was uh, a frustration thing. Because like 9-11, like so many other people, it was the portal to like understanding the esoteric world or the occult. Uh, intelligence agencies and what the government's really up to and like my knee-jerk reaction was i gotta call the fbi uh, i mean obviously i wasn't actually a cognitive thought but yeah. i was like who do i tell because they're the ones that did it the people i'm supposed yeah. to tell did it yeah and um so after you get past frustration and yelling at people around you like believe me believe me yeah that may be like an ego thing actually i don't i don't know i I, yeah, I, I've seen the truth. Listen to me. Yeah. Right. And you come off, you realize at some point you come off as this annoying evangelist that's knocking on doors. I see a lot of kids that are like, what do I do? My parents won't believe me. Like over the years, that's been sort of the predominant frustration promulgated to me is like, my parents won't listen to me. I'm like, first of all, chill. Second, you know, like no no parent I can imagine wants to be told how to view the world by their kids, number one. And, you know, we can like virtue signal stuff out here, but if they love you and shit, like just take that and just go apolitical with them. You don't need to convince everybody else. You know, it's better to like have some, some type of peace going on or love at least don't, don't, don't annoy your parents, people. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, once you get past all that, then you, you start taking things in strides. And there certainly have been moments where I've been putting stuff out. I'm like, why am I even doing this anymore? Oh, definitely. Sure. You start questioning. Yeah. What, yeah. What's the goal here? What, you know? what am I even, you know, who am I, 
Well, I was going to say on the note of trying to convince your parents, they, that applies to every generation in the history of man. That mm, applies to mm. some angsty teenager in 8000 BC going, listen, dad, there's a new thing called the wheel. And he's like, will you shut up? <laughs> like, it's just like, fuck off. It's never going to be, it's never going to be anything. Just accept that. That's, a, that's, and you're right. Not everything needs right. to be convincing and winning. Be happy you have people that love you unconditionally. It's, I think that, you know, me and my siblings probably couldn't be more opposite politically. And you know what? They're my siblings. They're alive. And I love them. Take it. Take the fucking mm-hmm. goodie for what it don't don't question the hot shower. Just fucking enjoy the warm water. Like, take the little wins. But there, then you hit the moment of why am I even doing this? Who am I trying to convince? Uh, there's no point in evangelizing or proselytizing. The people that are awake are awake and they don't need to be told. And the people that are asleep are either unable to hear what you're saying or unwilling. So what's the next right. step? What's the, I'm just, I'm because I feel like our paths are pretty parallel. So what was the next step for you? Well, it depends on your ideology. I mean, I did watch the majority of your uh, Stump Hazard interview, but I, I'm not you know, familiar with your politics. Are you NS or? I don't even know what that is. Okay. So I'm assuming you're not national socialist. I know. I'm, uh... I'm, I have, I'm the only person I know who openly has, who has voted for a different polit on the different aisle every four years, because my mind has just changed every four years. I'm very plastic, I guess. Um, gotcha. Now I'm really starting to, embarrassingly it took me 32 years but i'm honestly starting to acknowledge like oh it's all none of it's real it's the frank zappa quote it's there you go the the politics is the entertainment wing of the military industrial complex which is run and powered by the intelligence agencies and the banking complex and it's the taking control of resources over the world and so i'm like okay noted so now my politics have kind of shifted to man i'm just and it's cheesy and it's corny i'm just trying to do like the best i can and i really don't think voting people in is going to help i don't think any grandiose here's a nine-year plan on how we're gonna no what can i do in my immediate world i can give a voice to people that have been censored that's kind of well that's a hell of a lot better than larping (laughs) I know a lot of LARPers, so I know what, so I'm not national socialist myself, but most of my activist buddies are, they identify as such. And basically the reason I don't mess with it is a multitude of reasons, but from what I can gather, so the majority of them are racialists and they think, um, which I agree, a lot of this has to do with race. And that's, that was actually like only something I started studying in 2019 2020 through philip rushton um he was presenting evidence it was sent to me by a fan and or an audience member and i looked at it and i was like i actually can't argue with a lot of this stuff you know that's not how i grew up i i everybody makes up the rainbow and we're all the same but once you look into the anthropological evidence and the empirical evidence okay so you know, it's not just war that they're engineering and it's not just draconian policies. There seems to be some type of racial aspect and domestic aspect to all of this as well. And I would just say that is, you know, de facto, whether it's a gender or not, 
uh, white people are going extinct. And it's something that we should think about because immigration does not flow outward from America or Europe into Mexico or uh, Africa. It just goes in. And so when we run out of room, we will go homogeneously speaking extinct. And so for that reason, most of the people that are into that are national socialists, meaning that they strive for an ethno state, mm -hmm. a white nation. And it's kind of based on the tenets of, you know, Hitlerian Germany. But for me, I mean, I mentioned the Venus Project before. I don't think national socialism is a good end game. Uh, like I said, that sounds like the same fucking reality, except you got white people running it rather than a multicultural system. Under new man. Um, yeah. It's new that, management. It's, it's, it's that mean, meme. It's yeah. same boss, new management. New management. Same. Ultimately, it would still arrive at a pyramid. Uh, a pyra and the analogous pyramid, right? A, 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 coales a coalescence of power and a top-down surveillance state backed by the military. It's... Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, but like somebody like you that's, you know, says like, I don't, I just want to do the best I can. Well, I've never, people like to jump down people's throats about not having an end goal. Like if you trap an animal and then you go to the animal, like, Hey, why are you trying to escape? What are you going to do once you escape? Like, that's not, you know, you're just trying to get out of the bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this cage. So, that's why I want to go piss on a tree. I'm an animal. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was just curious about that. Well, I've also kind of found that end goals are kind of delusional in themselves. I mean, when I was uh, a party, my ass off my freshman year of college, and then I was like, oh, I need to be a doctor. And so I studied nonstop for three years, stopped partying, got into medical school and had an idea of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be Dr. Kerrigan. I wanted the hot wife. I wanted the the house and the country club. And I had this like idea of what success was. And I checked all the boxes. Yeah, it was. I checked all the boxes. I did all the stuff. I was in great shape, got into medical school. I was going to go be a doctor, had the girlfriend. I was like, I did it. I did the thing. And uh, the day after I graduated, I, I for the first time, I took some psychedelic mushrooms and meditated in the woods and was like, I'm miserable. And uh, that was a. Uh, that was by chance that that happened, but had that not happened, I guess life had a backup plan. A couple of months after I graduated, my older brother committed suicide, and that threw me completely off the rails. So oh, to me, that's kind of like the Joker and the Dark Knight, which I know is like the most incel thing ever to like, you know, quote. But like when he was, you know, he's like, I'm a dog chasing cars. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if I finally caught it. Or it was the other one. He's like, he's like, schemers have plans. But they're playing and, and like, so I had this like plan that through like against all odds, it was like a dumb meathead frat boy. I managed to get into medical school and like did it all and like built the very fragile structure like the card castle. And then it just exploded. And so now and then the next several years after that was just an unimaginable horror. And now even building the podcast, like very quickly, I learned like there is no any long-term plan like the universe is just laughed at but so what i found is like i have i never book a guest more than like seven days out with some exceptions and every day i just kind of have a routine and it's wake up go to the gym take a shower meditate do the podcast while i'm at the gym i listen to an audiobook normally do like two podcasts call my mom and play video games with friends at night 
And that like little tiny production unit of just show up to every podcast, well rested, exercised with a clear mind. And if there's a book or like in this case, a documentary, do your research, listen to the thing, read the thing, whatever. And just show up with your best attitude, with your most tolerant, open mind. And that's it. And that sort of like 24 hour module, if you will, I found is about the extent at which I can control my world. And if you just mm. do that, it organically builds into, you know, again, no two cells got together and were like, yo, do you want to meet 70 trillion other cells and create humanity? No, it's just like two cells got together and we're like, hey, we can exchange resources. 70 trillion cells later, there's me, there's Reese. That's right. kind of what I've learned in my three decades on this earth is like, have your routine, show up with your A game, be honest. And whatever larger structure coalesces will coalesce. Yeah, right on. What are you doing on uh, Rumble, right? Well, yeah, I was permanently banned from YouTube, so that's uh, yeah me too yeah and i'm not allowed on itunes and i'm permanently banned from twitter what was the last straw for the youtube thing what was your last dr. strike dr malone and dr mccullough i was having them on and they were like hey you can go get all you can go get vitamin d from walmart for like seven bucks and it will probably keep you out of the hospital and youtube was like that's medical misinformation and i was like oh it was covid related yeah, yeah it was all covid related and i'm like well this guy he, he invented the the thing and they're like you know it, this is hate speech and i was like all right well peace so not a lot of banned from reddit banned from twitter um yeah but i think that's like the most real thing i can do i think anything looking beyond that i don't think it's being nihilist and i don't think it's being uh defeatist i think it's larping to have say this is what's going to happen in 20 years i don't know what's going to happen and i know what i can do in my immediate world and i know it's kind of new agey but i think whatever it is that emerges whatever phenomena manifests in this case it's a, a podcast with physical equipment you can either yeah. push it forward with love and honesty or not and whatever follows i think will probably reflect those energies and i know that's very new agey but yeah I, I, i'd not. be totally on board like almost identical except for um where like the 21st century if we were talking 500 years ago then it would be you know not considered altruism uh when i talk about the venus project and stuff it's like you know i uh well, there's a couple of reasons why I do think about the grander ideologies of things. Um, if I start creating more material, I'll probably just go into that more than anything else that I've done previously. I get bored of doing the false flag stuff. It's the same every time. You got to you gotta, um, gotta keep moving. Got to keep it fresh. You know? And so I do this. And it, until the wheels fall off and, you know, the wheels, it's just boring. Like, what can I say? I mean, I lost a lot of respect for people after COVID, you know, yeah. like before I think. So I had a second uh, film called Flu Deluxe. And then I released a third film, which Nick is in. And he helped me with the shooting. He didn't mention it to you, I think, because he uh, also, before I forget, loved his last piece, loved his last work, died suddenly. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, 
he's a hell of a filmmaker but he you know no questions asked he didn't even charge me we, we shot some scenes for uh, Lockfire, and he's in it but he is wearing a like masquerade ball type of mask in it and <laughs> i think he told me at some point in time uh like uh, if my mom saw me this she'd kill me so he doesn't really mention it but it's a far it's well, a hey, far sorry sh- nick it was just mentioned <laughs> right like he doesn't but i mean it's out there you know he uh <laughs> He doesn't talk about it himself, I think. I mean, he may have like an emotional bonding like I have to Zeitgeist because Zeitgeist was one of the films um, that woke me up. Yeah. And so like for him with 9-11, it was an infinite dream. He was definitely doubtful before it. Um, But uh, yeah, like Lockfire is a a much better film. It was released a few months ago. If people want to see it, it's on dreameskimo.com. But he's in it and there's like a fictional narrative going on. It's about 2020, but... It's about a kid or a guy kind of, I wrote it as a kid, but then I was like, I'll just do it myself. And uh, then Nick, my buddy cajoles me into getting vaccinated. And I basically go on a trip through hell. Um, so it's metaphorical, but it's not science fiction. Unfortunately, I don't think, I think yeah. it's reality is weird enough to maybe equate it to that. But um, I just wanted to, to make sure that the people knew that and uh that you know those those type of guys i think um a lot of filmmakers focus too much on the masses still and you can see that in an infinite dream uh definitely at this point in time dialing it back right so this tangent started with why do i focus on like broader ideologies because it's not like in the old age where me and you and whoever could get together and be like we're gonna go run our community unobstructed oh you actually could you actually could nowadays very very difficult uh nay impossible maybe depending on how off the grid you're willing to go um i know that like the cheneys and the bush families are like totally on natural energy and stuff and so they, they do pretty well but they still have to pay taxes. And if the, the big bad government decides that you're a threat or whatever to the system, they'll intervene and do something about you. And so for that reason, I do think there has to be sort of a broader transformation. And that's the reason why I, I sort of, I at least have an idea. And also when I judge something, I do want to offer an alternative you know, it's like, uh, that is shit. Well, what's your idea? You got anything better? Well, I mean, I think I do. Yeah. You know, but no, I know. I think that you're, that's hitting the nail on the head is I always hate when people think because I used to be this person, you know, when you're an angsty teenager, early twenties, and you think that you are some fucking noble wise man for pointing out the evils in the world. You're like, we're polluting the oceans. We're bombing yet. Right. People right, right. don't. And it's like, Oh, wow. Hey, guys, everybody shut up. This guy is fucking seeing some shit that nobody else is seeing. Food's more expensive. We're going to war. Go on. Go on. You're almost there. You're about to nut. Tell us about the big secret. What are we going to do about it? Uh, 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 We're going to take down the power. Shut up. No, you're not. And it's like, and it's, which will then lead to the black pilling. But you eventually, you come back to it and you go, well, what can be done? And I, I do see what you're saying is because it's not 1610 and we can't be like, yo, we're all going to go build our own thing in the woods. Fuck off. You know, good luck finding us. There's Indians and bears. Like it's, you do have to, to an extent, play the game. You do have to speak the language. 
we do have yeah, parties in this when you, country. When you live in the, the bastard casino, unfortunately, you have to adhere to their parameters. And Absolutely. so I do like one, one thing I missed out on because I took one of my stupid principal stands was when COVID was rolling around. I'm like, I think Pfizer and Moderna would be great stocks to buy. But then I I had a brief inner dialogue where I'm like, what are you, a piece of shit? What are you, like the rest of everybody else? I, I would have doubled my investment if I had done it. I you think know? you should have. I decided not to, right? I think, I think I, you oh, should have. Use that if and I then go you can back, fund your I'd next do documentary. It. Hey, play the exactly. game. Play the game, right. man. You know, you got to... Hey, man, the, the most lethal weapons of World War II were uh, probably OSS spies who were dressing like Nazis. They weren't steadfast, like, kill them all. No, go play the game. Figure out what they're doing. Whatever you want. Play the game. It's, you know, but actually, I'm kind of just as bad as that because people are like, you need to have more attention grabbing titles and you need to have clickbait thumbnails. And I, I'm always like, I will cut my throat ear to ear before I ever do a thumbnail with my mouth open with a white outline around me. And the title yeah. says, uh, Reese Tompel was, was 9 11 a all caps inside job. I'll blow my fucking head off on right. camera. And maybe that's my own ego. I can't do it. No, it's, there it's creative integrity is what it is. It's creative it's... integrity. Also, <laughs> people like you, what What would you think if you saw my thumbnails like that? You'd think less. So I think there I'd is think actually... less of you and I'd think less of Nick. I'd be like, hey, why'd you put me on to this? Right. So it's a logical <laughs> determination to think that other people would view you the same way. So but like you're being too hard on yourself for that one. I, yeah i know but there is something kind of visceral about when you just see like mr beast on youtube with his mouth open and it's like i ate pizza made of gold and there's 150 million views <laughs> and i'm like here i am and i'm like watching an infinite dream i'm like you know writing down questions about the Mossad and like thermite and i'm like what am i how come i'm not doing tiktoks of the new iphone yeah, I can't. Right. Can right. I complain about not making enough money and like also have integrity? Like, I don't know if they go hand in hand, but well, I and you're right not to even pursue it that way. I mean, you can always improve, but I have tried to sell out before and I can oh, yeah. never maintain. Um, one of well, I never so after I gave like an Andrew Hales interview, he interviewed me about the film. Um, I started a Twitch channel. And I was like, I'm going to use this as a lightning rod for more serious stuff. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I, I trust me, I studied it and all the stuff that you're talking about The be sure that like, if you do streamer 101, they give you all these lowbrow, more or less obvious tips. It's like titles are important. Thumbnails are important. Do And I do, I quit with some weeks and then. There have been other circumstances. I mean, lowbrow humor or, you know, extremely profane language. It's all come and gone without yeah. much to show for it, which is why I think that a lot of people are just shills because I've put out better content than Catboy Cami and Gypsy Crusader uh, relating to the same topic, more entertaining and more funny. And that's not me. That's just the fact and for some reason they were able to explode and my shit was like eh, a couple thousand there you go yeah. sucker yeah oh yeah no i mean <clears throat> i mean i had on dr ken alabek who is the the former head of the soviet union bioweapon program he defected oh. the united states with the cia in 1992 that's still classified how he did it 
and uh, I had him on with Dr. McCullough, right? And uh, I had them both talk about the origins of Wuhan virus, and the conclusion was that this is indeed a bioweapon. I think that video is yet to break 100 views. And I'm like, this is the premiere. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. that wasn't enough, I got on Dr. Stephen Hatfield and Dr. Merrill Nass, who were both like employed by the government to hunt down who created anthrax. Spoiler alert, it was the CIA. But like, I've had on everyone, and they're like, no, this is undoubtedly a bioweapon. And people are like, yeah, but, you know, uh, Tommy, you need to have better merch. And I'm like, do you? <laughs> oh, exactly. It's hard yeah. not to subscribe to the Tim Dillon mindset where he's like, we deserve to be bulldozed. We deserve right. to be steamed, which is funny. But then, like, I also, in a weird way, it's kind of selling out to just go full black. But then you have to even wonder. Like, do I even deep down want to be white pilled or am I doing it because that is like the the only way to be like, like punk rock fuck off now? It used to be, you know, fuck you, don't do what you tell me. And then Rage Against the Machine requires vaccine passports. And it's like, well, you're oh, that's bad to have neon blue hair and a, and a tattoo in your face is, is mainstream. That doesn't mean anything. And so then I have to question myself. Do, am I actually even trying to be white pilled, or again, is that my own ego just being like, no, no one else is doing this? Do I am I actually yeah. fighting for censor, uh, fighting against censorship, or am I only doing it because it's the only way to be like authentic? Well, if if I knew you were like this, I wouldn't have used that terminology in the beginning. I said white pill. I remember no, 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 no. I, I'm yeah. just having those thoughts now. I've never even no. I know, but like I may have mischaracterized myself too. I mean, no, no, no. It... I I would say that w what is worse? I would challenge people out there: is it worse to be a pessimist or is it worse to be a realist in this day and age? An ignorant pessimist or an an aware realist? Oh, I think being the realist is far far worse. I mean. I don't even think COVID's real. I think the stuff about Wuhan, it, it, it's breadcrumbs. I, I think that it was inaccurate testing. I explored it in Lockfire. Um, inaccurate testing, false positives, and a delivery system using that um, that PCR test. I think it, there's they've been examined enough times for me to believe. And I've heard enough stories. They're like, I wasn't coughing until after I got tested. But mm -hmm. they don't think about it. I'm like, they gave, gave you some shit. Those little glass shards that you can see. Also, Nick's film, um, he did another one. It was Well, he edited an interview with Stu Peters talking to the guys uh, about remdesivir, which was a treatment, which, you know, it's like AIDS all over again. It just causes the symptoms. Yeah. What you're, what you're treating it with causes the symptoms. AZT causes AIDS. Remdesivir causes your lungs to spasm, and you need a ventilator, which is 90% of the time uh, a death sentence. So, yeah, I mean... Looking at all of that and the scope of control that's required to pull that off, there's not really much to be white-pilled about other than rooting on the small victories. It's like, that guy, you did a good job there. Or like seeing a bunch of people that are similar to you, at least you can have a fucking conversation with somebody like yourself or just random people around. The, like, I've met a bunch of Nick's friends when I went down um, to uh, AFPAC. I'm not a Fuentes fan. I think he's CIA, to be honest. So That's my I. opinion. No, I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 I get I get the hair stand up when I see him. I'm like, something's not it's, it's not all good in the neighborhood. Is is a weird. He's glowing closet homosexual glow. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, 
but I, but the guys that follow him and stuff, I'm like, I, like we're having a dinner or something like that. I'm like, this is a lot of random people I've never met that are in complete agreement about the fundamentally important things with our society. I didn't think that this would happen. That's a little white pill. Do I think that we're winning? No, I think the Great Reset is moving forward, nice and unencumbered. Well oiled. It's soaking in WD forty. It is just oh, it it's. All systems go. And it is no stopping. Green it. lights across the board. Mission <laughs> controls like we are. We are moving on to orbit. Like, but, <laughs> right, right, right. But to me, like, I don't know. I guess it it all does all kind of come back. And I almost hate using this because it's like uh, it's almost like the race card. And it's like oh, you kind of you can't criticize someone. But like, but I always do pull things back to losing a sibling to suicide. Nothing has affected me more in my life than that. No illness. No presidential election, no terrorist attack, no, no COVID. Hell yeah. No 9-11, no nothing has affected me more than that. And I've had friends who, because that happened to me, I've noticed things in them. I'm like, I'm kind of worried. I almost committed suicide a couple of years after that. That's when I moved home. But I've had friends who I'm like, hey, I noticed these things in you and I know you're not going to talk about them, but I stopped giving a fuck after I lost a brother. I stopped giving about all formalities. So like you and I are going to talk about this and I know you don't want to. I've got friends to go start doing therapy. I've got friends to, you know, get sober, get off. I was addicted to uh, clonazepam after my brother died. So my point is, is like the smallest battles that no one will ever know about just because privacy. I'm not going to you know disclose who my right. friends are. Those are more impactful because their families, and they might never know, have sidestepped losing a son or a brother to suicide. And when I look at losing my own brother, John, and that is more impactful than 9-11, than the war in Iraq, than the fucking invasion of Ukraine, than the election of Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whatever, that losing a sibling has had more of a ripple effect in my life than every other geopolitical thing I have ever seen in my life combined times a hundred still doesn't touch it. It's been right. eight and a half years. It still touches my everyday life. It still touches the holidays. It still, you know, affects my parents. So to me, I'm like, if that's so powerful, well, then you have to imply that being able to prevent that in someone else, a friend or a, a fan of the show and, they're like, hey, dude, you talking about that gave me the balls to go to therapy or gave me the balls to talk to my brother. And we're... and I know that somewhere there's a family that I'll never meet that doesn't have to experience that. Yeah. That has had more effect than the than the Venus Project or an investigation into fucking the 2017 Las Vegas shooting or uh, releasing Hunter Biden's laptop will ever have in my immediate universe. So that's like mm -hmm. my white. And then there are other, there are tinier white pills when you meet people. Like my most viewed episodes are like doctors talking about the suppression of COVID. And I'm like, okay, it's not all fucked. People are interested. But like yeah, yeah. my evidence and reasoning for like white pilling is like, they're the tiniest battles in my own immediate universe. You know, people donating to the Patreon, I'll take that and go bring fucking food to the homeless shelter. And you see someone like, dude, thank you so much. And you're just like, this is bigger than anything else I can do in my life. For sure. Yeah. Oh, improving your immediate vicinity is, is absolutely important and keeps you in balance. Otherwise you get into an echo chamber of your buddies and then people start eating each other and it becomes weird too. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things 
sort of yeah i mean i've i've gone through hardships as well that's a shitty fucking story by the way um but like those pains that we've felt back then that's that was my approach to an infinite dream was well that's three thousand people around about yeah, sure that had a they they lost somebody really close sure. or no multiply that it's like how many people were around them how big was their immediate family or even extend it to the cousins sure it's like that's a, that's tens of thousands of people easily where they suffered a serious the trauma, trauma. And, you know yeah. wanted to do something about it at least wanted to honor them or you know prevent it from happening again by exposing um this sort of big fat lie that they continued mm. to build the house on that's always an analogy i've used is they use these public myths as as uh you know the concrete slab or the foundation or core columns for the building that they're building for us to now we're on great reset stage yeah. so it's the house that these bastards built and if you can debunk something that's like uh you know would really compromise the structural integrity of the whole home, which 9-11 would do, then you can bring it down. And, you know, I've always thought that would be a, an admirable ambition. Mm. And that's what I started. But I have to say, going through 2020, my moral compass in life and, and all things did distort. And that's not me being blackpilled. That's just me, you know, fuck this. I don't want to save these people. I mean, you know, I, I do. And I, I say I don't, I kind of do. But at the same time, I, I don't know how you were with masks. But I, I only wore a couple of times when I was had like a doctor's appointment, I didn't want to piss off my doctor before they or you no know, dentist before she's like fucking with my teeth. Yeah. You know, just common sense stuff. I wouldn't wear it to the stores. I wouldn't do that. I'd no, go I, no, I didn't. triumphantly defiant. Yeah. Yeah. And the dirty looks were one thing. But then the videos that were coming out or my friend shared experiences. Somebody got into a physical fight with somebody. Uh, I, I won't talk about that. But yeah, that's like, why? Why do I have to fucking tolerate you people for basically just barrage, out of pure ignorance? And then what's worse is some people understand there's some shadiness, but they want they're conforming. They want you to conform as well. That changed my perspective on on human worth. That's horrible to say, but really, no, it lessened my opinion. It's it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's horrible to say. I think it's a. I think it's a pragmatic observation when you go. Why? Oh, it gets I... way worse with the vaccines. Too. Oh yeah, like, well, that's no, something I... else entirely. Oh, dude, you know? the, the the amount of friends I I completely lost just by having this podcast and then you're like what am i i'm kicked off youtube that has raped any ability of this thing to make money because i'm interviewing doctors who say that there is there's causing heart damage to a generation and the people i'm trying to inform are telling me to stop being a nazi you're like what am i hmm. what am i doing you know and but then i think you said it perfectly though you're like i don't even want to save these people but that's a lie like no, i still do. and it's because Deep down, you're you're a good person, not sucking your dick and not saying I'm a, a great person, but in the sense of like, you're not a psychopathic demon. Deep down, you're like, I think these people have been lied to. I think these people. Mm. When I was 11 years old and 9/11 happened, you know, little bull cut me was like, well, we gotta go get the terrorists. Like that doesn't right. mean I'm a bad person. It meant I had the wool pulled over my eyes. Now, people mm. that have seen it and choose not to, that's kind of different. That's you know, hey. But that's you're going to have your own karma from that. But people that still. 
people that haven't they just don't seen know it yet, you think they could be saved they do deserve they do deserve your efforts because i sure would hope that if i was raised in a family that was just blue pilled and never once questioned anything and there was someone that did see what was going on and tried to awaken me and i told them to fuck off I would sure hope that they found it in their heart to keep pushing forward and look at your own parents. You know, what's that quote? By the time you realized your dad was right, you have a son old enough who thinks you're wrong. The dad never says fuck off. It's just by the time you're old enough, God willing, your dad's still alive and you can go, Hey old man, you were right. And I am lucky enough to be able to tell that to my dad and he gets to see that. There are probably a lot of dads that their children didn't realize they were right until long after they're gone but you weren't doing it to be right. You were doing it because you loved your children. And in a, in a total homo way, I do love people. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe their brain's been rotted with Uber eats and nothing against Uber eats, but like their brains just been rotted with, with fucking, you know, the night show and Reddit and orange man, bad and yes, queen. Maybe all right. they need is maybe they watch a documentary and it takes them a little bit and it takes them another year and five years from now they're going, you know, what was Operation Northwoods? And you know what? Right. To me, that that is a worthwhile fight because otherwise there's also a part of me that's like, I just can't surrender to fucking these demons. Part of me is like, fuck you. I don't care that everyone I'm trying to help hates me. I'm going to try to do the right thing just because fuck you. That's why it's just fuck off. I'm going to keep trying to do the right thing. That's there's a funniness in that to me that despite all evidence to the contrary that there is no hope in fighting, you still go, yeah, it's all over. Great resets coming in hot. Anyway, let's go try to help this person. To me, there is something deeply beautiful in that that you just you you're staring death in the face. The tidal wave is coming, and you're going, yeah, I'm still gonna fucking build this sandcastle because it is kind of cool. Maybe that's my own delusion. I don't know. We all so, got our kicks. I mean, sorry, I tell sorry you, for that like, rant. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, yeah, it's just um, that's what has come out of it for sure is is meeting people that have a similar viewpoint on on the public. I mean, at some point in time, like when did I start? December of 2015 is when I really started to look at these things. And I was like, Oh, forever alone. This is, <laughs> and it's, you know, whatever. I mean, I can fake it. You know, I, I have a big boy job and I go around it, but there's only so much that I can tolerate, you know, somebody's talking about their favorite quarterbacks, weekly stats. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, get yeah, me yeah. out of this conversation quick. Yeah, you're like Jesus Christ in heaven, please help. So, no, I mean, that's what's come out of it is I put up a flag. It's like, here's my position and allow the artists to congregate. What is kind of funny is you almost have to wonder, like, I love Tim Dillon. And he talks about he was like, you got to wonder if in like 10, 10 years, like, like red rooms, those like, you know, those like almost urban legend, like rooms on the dark web where you can pay crypto to watch someone tortured to death. So like you almost got to wonder if in like 20 years, the people in the original Red Rooms were going to be like, dude, everything's so corporate now. Remember when it was just us? You almost right. have to wonder if like somehow humanity pulls it off and they like get rid of the demons and set up. It's on that trajectory. It really is. 
what if I they mean, pull it all off though? What if they we create a beautiful utopia and truth comes out and it's just love? Are we gonna be there in 30 years and be like, dude, it was so much cooler when it was just a couple of us were white billed and we're trying to do gotcha. it? Are we just gonna be those guys? Are we just gonna oh, be yeah. mad oh, yeah. that our band went mainstream? <laughs> like right, right. <laughs> yeah know. yeah if we're victorious in whatever way however you want to we're gonna be that, so angry we're gonna be sitting <laughs> on the fucking rocking chairs in buenos aires like it, it ruined the goddamn moment hey you, you know, know you used to only be able to watch an infinite dream on bitch shoot and it's like <laughs> right, now it's right. in every fucking home i saw a kid yesterday he had a poster on his door of reese tomlin it was so hardcore you used to be worried about getting no knock now these kids don't understand it yeah it's right. We'll just be those cucks. I don't know. Um, but hey, dude, I'm going to. So I, I got another guest right now. So we got to wrap this one up. And I know this was a very short podcast. I am going to text you, though, and I am going to set aside um, hopefully sooner than later. I would love to put aside like two hours and just jump down the rabbit hole with you because this was this always happens whenever I'm com- a complete douche and show up late. I end up having a great podcast and I'm like, God damn it. And that's how uh, it goes. It worked out in my benefit, too. Though, oh, OK. So thank you. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, um. I have another guest right now, but when that one's over, I'm going to text you. Let's please schedule another one, and I won't schedule anyone else that day, and we'll just jump down the rabbit hole because uh, I definitely enjoy this. is This is good vibes. I like this. So, um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on here. Uh, your audio just cut out. I, think, I don't know if you muted yourself. Back. No, you're unmuted. Muted. Oh yeah, you're good. Um, all right, whatever. Audio's fucked. Well, Reese Tomlin, everybody. I will put your website. Text me your website, and uh, oh, you just cut out and. Um, well, I think he's got to run. So uh, this podcast is over. I'll put the link.